Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I don't know if I'm great on this, but the gyro, how I understand it, it's kind of like almost like picture a level, like a level you would buy at a hardware store to make to put in your you know, to use in your house to make sure like you hang shelves and you get a level with the bubble and everything, right? To make sure it's even. But so how I understand it, most navigation, whether it's ship, plane, whatever, it's got a computerized advanced gyro, but it's kind of the same principles. And the gyro from how I understand it only works on X, Y coordinates. There's no, there's no other coordinate, meaning I guess a Z coordinate taking in consideration for, for curvature. It's everything is done on an XY plane, meaning straight lines. Yeah. Is that does that sound right? Yes, it does. And um, that's kind of how I understand it. No, it does. And um, do you know who D Marble is? Daryl Marble. I do not. Okay, he's a flat earther that um, he kind of uh, came onto the scene within the last year or so. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he might have been looking at it a little longer, but as far as people knowing who he was, and the reason he came right. on the scene. Well, he was already making videos. What really blew him up is he took a level on an airplane, and when the the airplane and he he videotaped it and everything. And when the airplane got up to altitude, it just stayed level the whole time, and the level stayed level. And you know what their excuse was for the level? Oh wow! I'd love this. I would love to see this video. Oh, really? I will, yeah, I will definitely send it to you. It's one of the better uh, quick videos experiments. He uh, and they so made he fun- took a level literally like from the hardware store that we all used uh, or have used. I don't. Yeah, he took I, a spirit really level. Yeah, he took a spirit anymore, level. Think, but- he took his phone. He took an extra battery for his phone so he could keep it all charged and everything. And. Right. Uh, he, you know, the plane obviously has to get to altitude, but once it gets to altitude, it levels off. And if you're taking flights that are, a plane should have to nose down, like, thousands of feet per, like, minute. Like, it's ridiculous. With the speed they go, how much they would have to nose down. Uh, it's been calculated. I forget the exact number, but it's something crazy, like a 1,000 feet a minute. And he took mm-hmm. the spirit level on the plane. They tried to bash him in the mainstream too. Oh, some flat Earth thought he was going to prove the Earth was flat by taking a level on a plane. Well, he did, <laughs> and he did prove it was flat. The level, the, the level stayed level the whole time, except obviously on the ascent and the descent to land and take off. It stayed level the whole time because it is level, and they're flying over a level, non-rotating flat Earth. And, and I mean, there's just no question about it. Just... Well, that's the thing. Once they kind of clear the airport in airspace and they get up to a certain altitudes, they're going in whatever direction. And then here's how I understand it. And then they do get to the altitude. Then then they pretty much just fly in a straight line. That's it. They actually usually yeah. they fly in a straight line. Sometimes they even just throw their uh, their cruise control on and do it. You know what I mean? They just sit and back. Makes, and... It makes sense, too, for fuel consumption. But again, it doesn't make you know. You would want to go right. You want to you want to go the shortest distance between two points, right? Which is a straight line to save time, to save fuel, et cetera, et cetera. But yet, it doesn't match up with a round Earth model, does it? You'd still even if you're picking those points, you would still have to curve the plane, wouldn't you? Of course, of course you would. Yeah, but they don't. But they don't, according to all these people that are involved in the industry. Nope, they don't. 
Not at all. But 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 again, you know, you get this because I've talked about this with other people, and you get this, and I've, I've mentioned these videos I've watched and stuff like this, and you get this. Well, that's only one person's point of view, and they say, well, it wasn't just the flight traffic. Uh, air traffic controller it was also a flight instructor. It was also uh, what a missile instructor for the Navy or whatever. Mark Sargent's got a lot of these good interviews, but in any event, right? But it's you know they they always try to kind of discredit the person that they interviewed. But I mean, how many? I guess my question is, how many interviews is it going to take? I know it's or it, or, or how many? I, I don't know. It, or do you do do we have to actually get on a flight? You know, do I have to go to the local airport and do what this guy did and get a level and go up and just... Well, that's what I mean. What, does every flat earther have to do that? No, they don't have to do that to make their bullshit stories. Why do we have to have every person go up there? It's it's just amazing. And then then also, what ties into that, and you and I have talked about this, and then I'll shut up, but is all the other things. It's not just the planes, right? It's kind of like they don't take curvature in effect when they shoot missiles. Land surveys, they don't do it. Engineering, land surveys. People that build like, how do you... shopping malls and airports, they build everything like it's on a flat surface and it all butts up against each other perfect. Well, if it's fucking curved, how does everything butt up against each other like it's perfect? Or maybe better yet, how do you build the Trans-Siberian Railroad or a really yeah, long railroads railroad? railroads is a good one. Railroads is one of the better points. And not only that, many railroad uh, engineers and stuff have come out and said, there's no way it's hot enough for trains to go up a hill here and there or down a hill to have a train go over a curve. They're just not even physically made to do that. Like, they can't even and do it. The, and that's the thing, too, like with trains, then I've heard this argument like, okay, well – you're not going to build one long set of train tracks, right? It's not just one big piece, like like picture Legos, right? It's not one really big Lego piece of train tracks. But they it still want to snap. Like you can, you, build you can't do pieces. Legos over a ball. They're not going to snap together. But that's my point, too. Then, then that's yeah. what I would say to them. I'd say, well, it still doesn't make sense because even if you build it in sections, which they do, and you put the pieces together – because they build the sections of the railroad and you put the next piece in, you still would have to, you would think, take in consideration the physics and geometry that say, if the Earth is truly curved, and again, I forget the the, the distance, you can tell me. How many feet per squared? What is it again, Brian? Eight, eight inches per mile squared. It's actually like okay. 7.998, but it's eight inches per mile squared. Okay, eight inches per mile squared. You still would have to add that for every mile of extra steel or equipment, materials, whatever you're using to build the train tracks. Yeah. You still – that would add to the length of the train. So you would need more steel, more materials, et cetera, to build the train tracks, right? Or whatever else you're building. But something long like train tracks, you kind of picture it at least, you know, hundreds of miles. It's got to have some curve to it. So you're going to need extra steel, but they don't account for these things, do they? No, not at all. No, they don't account for curvature. There's no extra materials used. Anybody in any profession, and, and not just uh, land surveyors and pilots and captains of boats, and uh, like you said, the military, like the people that shoot missiles. Uh, and uh, how about a rail gun? A rail gun shoots in a straight line all these miles. Uh, how's it shooting a straight line if it's going over a curve? How does a periscope work coming out of the water if the earth is curved? And, and another point of mine is lighthouses. Lighthouses. There's lighthouses you can see. Some say up to 150, but let's just say 100 miles away. 
100 miles away, we're talking about like 6,000 feet of curb. That's well over a mile. So if you're on a lighthouse and the boat is over a mile below your horizon, what's going to happen with the light? It's going to fucking shoot right over their head by a mile. They're never going to see it. So lighthouses would be irrelevant on a globe Earth. Irrelevant. They would. What would be the purpose after a few miles? It's a good point. And this this actually reminds me of like some of the old tools in history that may made more sense. Like I'm not really sure how they used the astrolabe and the sextant. Yeah. But like the sextant I think was one of the like the predecessor, the astrolabe. I could be wrong on this, but mm-hmm. right. And the sextant you kinda like and I think they lined it up to a star and usually the North Star, because it doesn't move. Yeah. That's a whole other issue with flat earth. But well, we'll get I think into you that. position it with the North Star, so that would be that would be, you know, you your one point. axis, and, and yeah. then you position it a straight line out the other way. Yeah. So it's kind of, again, that whole – it almost worked kind of like the gyroscope or the gyro whatever where, you, where you're just working on two planes. Yep. X and Y axis. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, let me get to another point. Anyway. Well, let me, let me kind of go along with the curvature point a little bit more and then i want to get into the uh, circumnavigation point if i lose track remind me circumnavigation um okay as far as the curvature and the horizon i want to explain how everybody's eyes work your eyes are convex lenses just like what they put in a telescope oh how conveniently so your eyes the way your eyes work once you don't you can't see forever like people like bill nye come out and say the dumbest shit and somebody said this to me in a group today and then banned me because i made a good point and they wanted to cuss me out um so if they tell you that a plane goes thirty thousand feet and you can mm-hmm. see the, you you can't see the curvature oh you can't see it. you're just not high enough. oh some people say you do see it from a plane but when you say you don't see it from a plane oh you're just not high enough but these same people will also say that you can see curvature as a boat goes over the horizon now this has been thoroughly debunked now i remember this as a little kid obviously not thinking about conspiracies not thinking about flat earth little kid uh down at the beach you watch the boats go out to sea and as they get smaller and farther away the bottom disappears first, and then the top, and they tell you it's because it's going over the curve of the Earth. Well, that is complete bullshit. Bullshit. Now, if a boat goes over the curve, that means it physically went over the curve. It's below our horizon. There's water in our way. You can't see the boat. Now, as a boat starts to go over the curvature, as they say, you can whip out your camera if it has a decent zoom, or your cell phone, or you can whip out binoculars, and guess what? The whole boat comes back into view. So I don't think any camera, maybe you have a better phone than I do, a better camera, but no camera I own can physically take a boat and raise it up out of the ocean <laughs> and put it up over a horizon, okay? So what's really happening here, guys, is the boat is just shrinking due to perspective that's how your eyes work and it gets farther away things converge into the vanishing point which is the horizon you get a lot of feedback rd i think you need to move your mic away from your mouth um it's okay so let's say like like if you're in a long hallway like really long like in a hotel and you look down 
it looks like the ceiling comes down, the floor goes up, and the walls come in because everything goes to your convergence point. It's the same thing that happens with the boat. You don't have to believe me, but just remember what I said. The boat that you see go over the curve, you can bring back with a zoom. And after it goes out of the zoom of your camera, you can bring back it with binoculars. And after it starts to go down over the curve again, you can bring it back with a telescope. So obviously it's not over the curve it's just an illusion of your eyes it's how your eyes work and this is the same thing that we see with the sun and i know this is you know going deep here from the boats to the sun but sunsets are not what you think if you can literally raise the sun out of the bottom of the horizon up into the sky your camera doesn't do that are you god are you magical no that's it's just it's appears to merge with the horizon because that's the limits of your eyes and people will come out like bill nye well if the earth is flat how come i can't see spain from new york city guy are you fucking serious dude you can't see spain from new york city because you're not superman and because there's fog and dew and dust nobody can see that far but you know why people think something called perspective and vanishing point of so, course there is. Every artist knows about it. They draw paintings to do with it. And and you know why people think they can see Spain from New York? Because they think they can see fucking stars from 25 trillion miles away. I, I just kind of... You know what's really interesting too? The most famous... One of the most famous examples of Renaissance art, which is kind of when, you know, the whole heliocentric theory came about, it's interesting. One of the most famous examples is Raphael's School of Athens, right? An Italian painter funded by the Vatican, etc. But the, the, it, it shows perspective. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things where you, you go up on the steps in the painting of the School of Athens. And this was like the big thing with a lot of Renaissance art that art really started supposedly then showing right perspective and vanishing point. Yeah. And it does in, in, in his painting. What yeah. also is very interesting about his painting, just quick side note, I forget, but what, I forget what philosopher, because they're supposed to be like Aristotle and Socrates and all these people in the painting, um, and so forth. And I think maybe even um, Plato, Aristotle, Socrates, um, is that somebody on the right of the steps, because I pulled it up because I wanted to look at it, they're holding two round objects and then there's some geometry being done um in the painting which is interesting to me because you got this perspective thing this vanishing point and it's showing that but then putting it just putting the connections together some dots and time they're they're planting the seeds with the round earth here before necessarily it was that popular because well let me see i'm not really sure when Raphael was around but I'm thinking uh, he was around. I think in the early 1500s, paying between 1509 and 1511. Oh yeah, that, so that's here. that's that's when it was in full gear. That's when they really started the heliocentric lie. Um, they right, start, that's when it just started, yeah. and and of course it was put in his painting. But that's what I'm saying. The dichotomy of the painting again is very interesting because you got this whole flat Earth kind of perspective thing going on, right? With the with the painting itself, the whole painting's really about that. But on the side. You know, the school of Athens, you got all these people studying and whatnot, right, with the Socratic method and so forth. And you got, I think maybe it's supposed to be um, Aristotle, but I'm not sure, on the right there and a couple other philosophers or whatever, and there's two globes being held up. 
Yep. So that was probably the beginning of pushing that too, right? And at some point, I know you maybe didn't want to get into this now, but at some point the church, they did, they went, they went full circle, no pun intended, and they, they, they eventually dissed the geocentric theory, got rid of it, and went to the heliocentric theory. Yeah, they did, and I, I will get into it a little. Well, that's because the church, uh, Catholic Church, um. Uh, you know, I truly believe, and this is a whole other topic, and we're gonna we'll backtrack after this again. But just to jump a little ahead, because you mentioned it, I totally believe the Roman Empire never fell. They went into the Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican. They spread their tentacles out all over the, uh, you know, all over uh, with the Catholic churches all over the world, and they are really spitting in the face of Christianity. People think Catholicism and Christianity are the same thing. In reality, these guys are actually pretty anti-Christian. Um, they, 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 there's over 200 verses in the Bible about about the flat Earth, the non-rotating Earth, the stationary Earth, the firmament, all, all things that relate to it. Um, and they just totally throw that by the wayside, and they push the heliocentric lie. I don't mean they just turn the other cheek. I mean they, they're out there with their front, with their telescopes, and they even named one of their telescopes Lucifer. So these people are going against the Bible. They're pushing the heliocentric lie. They're discrediting God, and they named the telescope Lucifer. And people still think the Pope is this almighty guy. He's a fucking false prophet. The Vatican is no good. Okay, no good. <laughs> and I, I would think most truthers know that, but th- this goes deeper than I ever even thought. I mean, it's, 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 they're really just totally against God. I mean, that's what they are. Um, flat earth, like I think it's been the biggest thing I found yet. There's still other big things to come out. And I, it's not, I don't think as big, but I think when it comes out that the Pope is really working for the antichrist, that's going to be a pretty big revelation itself. Uh, I don't think that's too far off from most people realizing that. And I, I don't know where you stand on, on this topic idea. I think you're along the same lines though. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot to get into right now. Let's get back to Florida stuff, but I would agree. I would say it goes even back further than the Roman Empire. I mean, you can trace roots of Catholicism and the Cabal and all this stuff all the way back to Egypt, and then you can take it back pretty much to ancient Babylon. So yeah, this yeah, stuff really probably comes out, of, comes out of Babylonian demonology, witchcraft, occultism whatever you want to call it so and pushes all the way forward and yeah the original christianity the closest i think we have today as i understand it that still exists of original christianity is probably your 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 orthodox christianity mm-hmm. and then that was co-opted like in 300 AD and then you know the church the roman empire took over christianity and and made catholicism and co-opted christianity and so forth and it it really took its turn but it is interesting. They kept the geocentric model until about the 1500s. But I guess I'm guessing they realized at some point there, you 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 couldn't really stop exploration, right? And you really can't stop certain things and technology that's going to come about. So you've you've got to have some better explanations to hide certain things if that's what they're indeed doing. Uh-huh. So they so they 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 had to go. They had to they had to probably adopt the heliocentric theory to do this. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, they would have they would have exposed too much. Yep. And kind of like Phil brought up before, like what you know, deal with Antarctica, and same with what you've been talking with curvature and everything else. I mean, a lot of this would have come to the forefront, you know. And you even brought it out when we talked before. What the globes? Globes really didn't come out until late 1400s, early 1500s. Yeah. Meaning like, like Copern- globes they, in they, classrooms, or at least globes for they, like. 
demonstration purposes, right? They actually didn't come out until Copernicus died, years after he died. And he's the one mostly credited for the model, the Copernican model. But it actually came mm-hmm. out after he died, so it was like the mid-1500s. Now, the idea was out there years before with Aristophanes. Uh, it was about 250 B.C. But there, there was it never really caught on, and everybody knew the Earth was flat. And it didn't really catch on till about... You know, till about 1500. And, and Aristophanes, you know, and I'll get into that in a minute because I want to get into when I'm done these these couple more points, uh, what what some of the arguments that the Globeheads try and bring up and they get really vulgar about it and they really don't have a freaking clue what they're talking about. Yeah, um, you did curvature. You did a couple of those. I'm going to roll soon. I got to get some sleep. But what you had like cool. maybe one or two more biggies, if you will. So I'll, I'll hang for that. What are like one or two more biggie flat earth clues that you would say? Uh, I wanted to get into the sun and the moon, which necessarily what they do doesn't absolutely 100% mean it's flat, but it 100% means it's not what we're told. It's not the heliocentric idea, and we aren't revolving around the sun, and they are both revolving around us. Uh, Does that mean we're flat? Eh, You know, kind of, but I mean, I guess people could say that's not the best proof, but it certainly proves everything we learned about our solar system is a lie. Uh, For instance... The sun, 93 million miles away, they say. 93 million. Let's think how far 93 million miles away. Now, when they say the sun's 93 million miles away, we have hot spots on clouds that we have pictures of. How is that possible if it's 93 million miles away? Uh, Not only that, we have crispuscular rays. The crispuscular rays, we have angled sun rays coming into the Earth... That just, they don't make any sense. Now, this sounds like a simple argument, but just hear me out, guys. You have sun rays coming in at 45-degree angles. Those rays have to converge somewhere. How are 45-degree angled rays coming from 93 million miles? How could they even come from 90,000 miles? It doesn't even make any sense. I did a little thought experiment. Uh, I tried to explain to a few people because they couldn't really grasp what I was saying with this. Um, Let's just say, I'm sitting in my room right now. Let's just say you're sitting in your room, right? You have a quarter and a dime. Quarter represents the sun. The dime represents the earth. Obviously not the scale. The earth would be much smaller. Let's just say, which would even help my experiment. Let's say I put the quarter on one side of my room. I put the dime on the other side. Now draw some rays coming out of the quarter and you tell me how the angled rays are going to hit the dime. How? How do they do it? They don't. The only rays that are going to hit the dime from the quarter coming from across the room are straight rays, never mind if things were 93 million miles away. Now, even if the Earth being as big as they say, if the rays are coming off angled from the sun at 93 million miles away, do you guys really think they're going to hit Earth? Of course not. They're going to miss by millions of miles. But we're told that that is the sun. It's 93 million miles away. And on top of that, you have people that will say the moon... Is 237,000 miles away. So if the moon is 237,000 miles away and the sun's 93 million, why did they look the same size? Wait till you hear their excuse. Not only did they look the, <laughs> they look the that's same size. That's a good size. question. That, that's a really good question. Oh, it is. And the reason but, they say they I'm look the same size. I'm guessing the answer is what? That the, that the, I don't know, the moon's closer so it looks bigger and the sun's further away? <laughs> that's on the right track. The moon looks to be the same size as the sun because even though the moon is 400 times smaller, it's exactly 400 times closer. What a coincidence. 
And with that so it coincidence, just, ha- just happens to be the correct proportion. Yeah, and it just happens to also perfectly eclipse the sun. But they're not the same size or anything. But they just look the same size, and they line up as the same size. And to further that point, if you take a camera with a manual focus, a good camera, manual focus, and you focus in on the sun. So if you focus in on anything else, you got to readjust because it's different. You know what I mean? You focus mm-hmm. in on the sun. If you pan that camera over to the moon, you don't have to refocus because it's the same fucking distance. How do you really? not refocus? How do you not refocus on something 200,000 miles away when you were just focused on something 93 million miles away? That's interesting. I'd like to try that. Yep. Yep. And then, of course... Uh, I've never heard of that, but that certainly makes a good point. It'd be something that anyone could really test with a half-decent camera, right? Of course. And the, the, the cold moonlight is another one. Um, the cold moonlight one I've heard, I've never tested it, but a lot of people say they have that I that I feel are credible that I've listened to. That's interesting, right? So the cold moon, let me see if I can get this one right, if I understand it correctly, right? So the moon moonlight, right? If the moon, they say the moon is reflecting sunlight, correct? Yes. So if the moon is reflecting sunlight, right, then the sunlight reflected should cause heat. Right. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's, it's it's light from the sun. It bounces off the moon's surface, comes back. There should be some heat there, right? Just kind of like even how, if it's how light even if sources it's, work, right? Even if it's a very reduced heat from the sun, it has to be producing heat. But it's right. producing cold. It's producing a cold light. But that's and the what way- people have said. They've gone out and they've gone and they've gone in the areas where there is moonlight and they've they've sat there for hours and or whatever and the temperature drops and it's not because the temperature like a cold front comes through or whatever it's the temperature is noticeably lower in the moonlight yeah and the, the a better way to explain that is okay because people are going to say well okay because they don't think they'll just oh you dumb flat earth it's because it's colder at night no 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 it's not what we're saying it's not what we're saying at all so let's say you're in the sun and it's 90 degrees and you go in the shade from the sunlight, 80 degrees, 75, whatever, 80 degrees, right? 10 degrees colder. Now let's say mm-hmm. you're in, say it's a full moon, so it's reflecting a lot of sunlight, right? Full moon. Say you're in the full moonlight, right? Say it's 60 degrees out at night, it's full moonlight. How much colder does it get when you go in the shade from the moonlight? And it doesn't get colder, it gets hotter. It gets hotter in the shade because the moon is emitting a cold light. And you can prove this with the laser thermometer very easily. If you take the laser thermometer and point it on, say, a surface that's in the direct moonlight and say it's 60 degrees, you can literally go in the shade, put the laser thermometer. It not only goes up, it goes up to as much as 13 degrees. And another test, really interesting that is one. So, that is so weird, isn't it? It is, that so, is weird. so weird. It is very but, weird. But, you know, we, we just don't really understand the moon, I don't think, at all. You know? No. The moon is just... Just still, there's a lot of things about it that that you know we just don't we just don't understand. Oh, absolutely! And the, the sun and the moon. There's a ton to know. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you know how like yeah. when you're a little kid, you could take a magnifying glass and burn things from the sunlight, like magnify it, burn a paper, burn a bug, whatever. Right. Right. We all did it. Yeah. You know, if you do that with the moonlight, it gets colder. <laughs> I'd love so to try that. Sometime, if it's sixty degrees have... and 
sixty have degrees a full in the moon. moon. Probably do it in like you know nah, the right I mean, area you, where it, it know, would work better with a full stuff. moon. But you don't you don't need a full moon. But it would work better and make the point better. But let's just say it's sixty degrees in the moonlight. Like I said, you go in the shade, it gets hotter. Seventy degrees in the moon shade. Let's say it's sixty degrees in that moonlight again. You pull out a magnifying glass and magnify it onto a piece of paper, or whatever. Fifty degrees, mm-hmm. forty degrees, whatever it is, it's colder. It's absolutely colder, and that just boggles the that just boggles the mind, dude. Like, how is that? How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> but they're not telling us something right, are they? No, absolutely. It absolutely cannot be reflecting the sun's light. It has opposite properties of the sun. Um, and I could be wrong on this, Brian, but I think, you know, I read somewhere, and even I think I remember this as a kid, that the numbers on the sun, the distance from the earth in the textbooks, if you will, has changed. Yeah, it used to be 3 million, then it was like 75, then it was uh, like 100, then it was down to 93. It's, it's been bouncing around. It's been 93 for a while. For a while, it was 3 okay. million. I, I thought it was like 58 million or something like that. Oh, it in the was. 80s. It probably was. Wrong. No, it probably was. I probably missed a few stops. It's probably been a, and, a and few then it, And then somehow it jumped, or maybe it took a couple stops too, and it got the 93 million, like, you know, within the last, what, 10 or 15, 20 years. So it's like, yeah, yeah. how did it go from 58 million to 93 million now? Oh, we made a correction. Well,. Doesn't that throw all the other math off, or at least some of the other math that how you say things work? Of course, because if the sun's 93 million miles away and it's 400 times the moon but 400 times as big, well, what happens if the sun's 58 million miles? All your numbers are fucked up, right? Right, but they don't adjust anything when they do that. No, That's the they wonderful just, thing. They just say it's – okay, the, the, the sun is, is – right is, is – is, no, you it, know what they'll say? The di- it was half the distance it is now, but nope. don't worry. The numbers still work. You don't have to you, change the numbers on how everything you know else what, works. You know what they'll say? And the same reason they'll say you see no parallax with the stars. So for people that don't know what parallax is, it's like movement of the stars. Since they're so, they, 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 since you're moving so much, they shouldn't line up the same all the time. You know and You know why they say there's no parallax of the stars and, and, and what they would say to the sun changing distance and you're not noticing? Theory of relativity, baby. Theory of relativity. That's it. That's their excuse, like gravity. Nothing, anything that you say to debunk them, they can just say theory of relativity. You, you can't compare these things. Theory of relativity. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. That's what they really do. Yeah, um, yeah it is. Because they yeah. use models and theories to fit what they want, but then they can just toss them to the wayside when they don't fit. Yeah, that that's that, the big that's the big problem I have with a lot of the round earth stuff. When you really look into it, they'll use a theory to fit a certain model, but then if it doesn't work, they just put it to the side and they use a different theory and say, "No, we're not going to use this theory now. It just doesn't apply now. We use this one, but it applies sometimes over here, but not over here. But we'll use this other theory here now. You can't just scrap your models to." The logic doesn't work, right? You can't just scrap your models to fit whatever you want. No, of course you can't. Of course, the, of course you can't do that. That doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Um, so. All right. After this, I'm going to get into the uh, the the globy uh, attacks and arguments where they always make the same points, and I'm going to show why, why it's so ridiculous. Um, I'm going to take a quick commercial. I don't know if you got to get to bed or are you going to stick around. No, I'm gonna. I gotta hit it, big guy. No, that's cool. I so. figured you would. 
thanks for thanks for calling in, brother. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, no problem. I really enjoyed it. I learned a little and, uh, bit too tonight too, as usual. That's that's what's cool about this too. Like the one guy I read his name down. I do. Uh, you said who? Because I've I, I will continue to look at Jaron's work. His work is good. Jaronism or Jaron, but yeah, yeah. That Robert that Robert Pisano guy, the early satellite work. I'd be yep. curious to look into some of his work. Yeah, I'll send you some. Before. Some of his videos suck, but I will send you the ones that are really good because he he's done uh, the ones on the satellites. And the whole program, there's like a two-hour video. He really goes through the, the paper trail. And he's also done another one on the uh, Sophia satellite where he called he called NASA and he actually got like the deputy manager of one of the satellites on the phone. And he really pinned her up against the wall with some of her questions, some of his questions. Like it, it was blatantly obvious that these people were full of shit. Um, really wow. good calls. I'll send you that stuff for sure. And uh, anybody okay. else um, – any, we didn't get into the seasons that much yet, but anybody that um, – we'll get into a little more later. I know you won't be here. No, that's anybody something. That, Maybe I'll set you up a little bit, like the next thing, but I am going to go. And I really appreciate you bringing me on tonight and everything. That's awesome. Thank you. But, um, yeah, like maybe talk about – we and you and I talked about this. Like maybe, maybe th- you know, approach it from like some of the – like we talked about. So what are some of the typical like debunk questions? Like – and obviously you just mentioned one, which is – People always say, "Well, then, how does the how do the seasons work?" Or, you know, how is it then still on a flat Earth model? How is it daylight here, but not like daylight in China, et cetera, et cetera? Exactly. So, you know, I think that's confusing for people. Even still, a little confusing for me. But I'll be honest, I haven't really dug into enough looking at the videos and visualizing it. It's kind of hard, I think, seeing it in your own brain sometimes because you're so used to seeing it on an on a round model. Absolutely, so, and for those people hard, that are, really, go ahead. Yeah. Go, oh no, it's just it's just really hard to visualize. And then one last thing, I'd love to stay for the Mandela effect stuff. You and I were talking about that earlier, and it's been around for a while. And that's that stuff is very very interesting. Phil's right. I mean, there's something there with that too, and it's it probably ties in like all this stuff all ties in at some. Oh level. yeah, man. Of course. Of course it does. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and get into that later. And uh, All right, buddy. Thank you for, for joining okay. me. And uh, I'll, I'll try right. and give you a call tomorrow on the, on the cell phone or something. Sounds right, good. Buddy? Or we'll talk on Skype now that I got it running finally. I, I know I'm like in the dark ages, but I'm all, it's like, I'm all excited because I finally got Skype. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, hey, I really enjoyed it. We'll do it again. Let's talk tomorrow maybe. All right, buddy. I'll give you a call tomorrow. Guys, we're going to take a quick four-minute break, and we are going to open up the phones for anybody that wants to call after that. You're listening to Dose of Reality Radio with Brian Stavely. My guest RD is checking out right now, and we will be back in four minutes. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to the Dose of Reality Radio show. I'm Brian Stavely. I'm your host. We were joined by RD Patchak earlier. Uh, He just bounced out. We were talking mostly flat Earth. Uh, we did a little 9/11 earlier, a bunch of NASA stuff. Kind of blew through a couple other uh, events. Uh, I'm gonna do a little more flat Earth, maybe another 15 minutes or so, and then I am going to try and get into the Mandela effect. We're already at almost three and a half hours now. Probably gonna go about four hours, uh, maybe about another 45 minutes or so. Um, what we're going to do now, guys, is we are going to open the phone lines. Anybody that wants to call in, you can call in now. Any new callers, you got about a minute to call in. And if I don't hear from you, I am going to add Philip Dykes back to the call. He already called earlier, and he is 
trying to get back in. Uh, anybody else? Now's the time. Do a little more flat earth. You can do anything you want. Whatever you want to talk about. Any questions you have. Any points you want to get. Doesn't matter the topic. We can do whatever. Uh, right now we're on flat earth. Going to get to the Mandela. And then we're probably going to wrap it up. Um, get through a lot of points tonight. I didn't think we would actually get through all those. Uh, let me see if Phil is ready. I am going to try and call him right now. Bear with me one second, guys. Probably gonna wrap it up. Um, hey, a lot of points. Hello, Phil. Uh, let me see. If... Yep. You, you just gotta turn down the uh, the stream so I don't have a feedback. Oh, I did. All right, there you go. What's going on, buddy? Hey, nothing. Just listening to the show, man. All right. I figured. Uh, did you want to get back in? I figured I'd call you back up and get you back in. Now that RD is gone. Yeah, of course. Yeah, any uh well I'm not I'm not done with the uh the flat earth points for the night. I got a couple more, but anything you want to uh add to any of it before we, you know, kinda move into the next topic? No, not really. Just you guys did really good. Um you know, airplanes, man, air flies in the air, flies over a plane, which is flat, so I mean the name says that the name airplane says that we live on a flat earth, man. So kind of like the horizon says horizontal, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. Uh, the only thing yeah, I didn't the really... Hey, the, water, the water in your bathtub doesn't curve, does it? No, water doesn't curve. Any water that's left to sit does not curve. It stays it level. It finds, finds level, doesn't it? And do if if bridges have any curve to them it's because to hold a load because when there's a load on there it flexes and if they had it like sloping down it could collapse so there might be a little bit of curve to a bridge going across uh water but yeah, for the very few part, though very few have it just like the Golden Gate Bridge looks like it has a little curve to it, but you you look at the bridge that's on um, Lake Pontchartrain in Louisiana, it's like 26 miles long. Yeah, I know which bridge you're talking about. Yeah, that's some bitch as flat as a pancake, you know? Yep, it sure is, and there's one in, in China that's like 100 miles long. <laughs> I forget the Dude, name of have, it. We have railroad tracks right out here that I drive by every day there's there's a little bit of curve but there's no there's no hill man trains like you said trains cannot go on a curve they they're made to go on flat ground yeah absolutely absolutely they're not designed to go go over a curve it's it's hard enough for them to go up a little incline here and there or a little decline they can't go over a consistent curve they're not they're not built to go that way it's just it's not happening no. um couple things i didn't it's get no to address but um the gravity the whole gravity thing i can debunk gravity in in, in two words helium balloons helium balloons 
<laughs> why doesn't yeah. gravity pull them down? I mean, why? Well, we know it's because the gas is lighter than the, you know, the helium is lighter than the air we breathe. But that is exactly why it rises. It's it's not an exception to the gravity rule. It's because things that are lighter in the medium that they sit in will rise. Things that are heavier will fall. If I drop my phone or I drop my shoe, it's going to fall. If I let go of a helium balloon, I actually have one in my room right now because uh, it was my birthday a few weeks ago. It's still Isaiah. It's still half inflated and it's still rising. So what, where's gravity? Where's gravity on this? Huh? Where is it? Gra- gravity, the nope. magical selective force that can't be tested, can't be repeated. Hey, dude, it's not observable. What, Go a, ahead. what about hey? What about even the hot air balloons, man? They don't have any. Yeah. No, exactly. Helium in them. They just have a burner, dude, and they 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 take people people up in the air and they take them on balloon rides and they have balloon races and all kinds of shit, man. And and they sit up in the air and they don't end up in a different location because the Earth is spinning. Exactly. Do balloons defy gravity? Nope. Absolutely not. And and if if people believe it's gra- think about how many excuses people make for gravity. Okay, gravity keeps us stuck to the ground. Okay, we can buy that. Gravity keeps your car in the ground, your house. Okay, gravity lets keeps the oceans to the ground, but doesn't crush you. But it also lets butterflies and birds take off. Even though it holds trillions of gallons of ocean to the ground and holds you to the ground. And it lets airplanes take off, but it just keeps them perfectly balanced as they go around the earth. Are you fucking people serious? This is what people believe. How can how can the ocean crush you then when you go down deep? When you go down deep in the ocean, there's so much pressure it can crush you. Yep. That's Gravity's... not gravity. No. No, gravity, gravity is just absolutely out the window. It's the magical be-all, end-all. Like I said, gravity and theory of relativity. Dude, Tes- Those are the two excuses. Tesla, Tesla said that Newton was full of shit. And he said that uh, Einstein plagiarized his theory of relativity. He said it dis- doesn't work in, in math. His formula doesn't even work. And he said what they were using it for was going to be the destruction of us all. And I know he was referring to nuclear weapons. Yeah. No, Tesla said all that in an interview. He said Newton was full of shit. Einstein was full of shit. And he said that the path we were on as a human race, we were headed headed for destruction. And he... He blamed Einstein's theory of relativity that's going to destroy us because supposedly they used that to make the bomb, right? I mean, am I confusing this? No, no, you're not confusing it. Um, I mean, but that's what they teach us in school. But to look, man, you know what really sucks about waking up? What's that? I, I wished I wouldn't. I, I only woke up about, I'd say, 2007 or so, 2006, 2007, when I found you guys' 9-11 show and stuff. But, I mean, I was already well into it. But when you discover that everything you've been taught your whole life is a lie, then you go through the stages, you know, first first you get mad, right? And then... Then you you want to tell everybody about it, and then you don't you don't care anymore, and then you want to do something about it, right? I mean, is that yeah? At least that's 
the stages for, for me, you know. Yeah, that no, so that's now, the road I went. Yeah, so now I'm I've been at the stage where I want to do something about it, but I mean, how much can we do? That's why I try to make my my true things public because I'm just afraid that the same the same people are seeing our same shit over and over again, and that we're we're not get we're not getting the word out. That that's what worries me. That you know, despite all of our best intentions, radio shows, you know, putting stuff on the web, what that people still ain't hearing. They're not hearing us, man. You know that. Oh, shit. Well, I think I think a lot of them just refuse. That you know, I think. There are some people here, and I, I think, honestly, like, the last, like, three years, it's been almost impossible to wake people up to the flat earth stuff, but in some reason, in the last couple of months, I've had a lot of success. Uh, maybe i just been more people active are, with it. I was about to say, the flat earth is getting, getting people in it, and the Mandela effect is also, so what we got to do is get them to understand that it all everything fits together yeah absolutely and that, that that it it all goes back to the great deception you know which is that everything you're taught in school is a fucking lie and if you want to know the truth you got to go find it yourself right i mean yeah you're right you're right um, one cool thing man i'm going to bring up politics for just a second but the one cool thing, man, about about Trump is that he's not a career politician, dude, and he doesn't really care who he pisses off. And the fact that he called out the the all the media for putting out fake news, that just tickles the shit out of me because that fucking needed to happen a long fucking time ago. And that just thrills me to no end that he actually called NBC, CNN, and these so-called mainstream news. He told them, you guys are putting out fake news. And how long we've been telling people that? Yeah, a long time. And so it just helps our cause. You know what I mean? For To me, to me Trump is like our, our champion to expose the fake news, man. I mean, we we gotta we gotta use that to capitalize. Not not. No, I'm not saying kiss his ass, but I'm saying the fact that he said it just proves that we're right, man. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't. It it, it it legitimizes our claims. It may it makes us look like. Hey man, these conspiracy theory guys—they actually know what the fuck they're talking about, you know. <laughs> yeah, yep. It kind of makes um, it worthwhile. <laughs> what I wanted to do, um, I wanted to get, and you can help me out with this. I wanted to get into a couple of the most redundant statements that Globeheads make to try and debunk flat earth that are just absolutely ridiculous things that they say, you know? Um, what, what are some of your favorites? My, I, I have a few of my favorites, like, uh, why don't you fall off well, the edge type of shit. You know they, I mean? always bring up, they always bring up gravity to me and say, oh, gravity, 
you know, and and they'll and NASA, you know, and you pretty we pretty much spent quite a bit of time on that. So. Yeah. Hey, hold on one second. My dog's going nuts. Oh, you got to take care of the dogs, man. All right. Sorry about that. Um. Yeah. So. No, you got to take. Dude, I got four of them. I don't. I don't have a problem, man. I love your dog. He's cool, Vader. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He's awesome. Black Lab, uh, right? Yeah, Black Lab. Um. Yeah, so some of the points I wanted to make about the, the Globies, uh, some of the stuff they said, well, if the Earth's flat, why don't you fall off the edge? And I didn't get into this point really yet, even explaining why that is, so I, I think I need to explain it. Um, when you look at the, the flat Earth map, guys, with the North Pole in the center, now, if you haven't heard the, uh, you know, uh, compasses always point north, and exactly. they point they point true north, which is the center of the map. They don't point to the North Pole. They point true north, and all the other directions are relative off of true north. So south is anything to the outside edge, and north is the center, and east and west are relative directions based off that. Right. So we don't even know what east and west is, but this is why this whole thing works. This is why we don't go off the edge, as they say. If you sailed east as far as you could, you would just go in a circle and come back to where you started, just like a globe. It doesn't mean it's a globe. If you go west, same thing, you come back. But you can't circumnavigate north and south because south is the outer edge and north is the North Pole. And just conveniently, now, there's been millions of people that circumnavigate the globe. because the South Pole is the ice wall, dude, that's surrounding us. It's not that we're being deceived, man. I believe that No, I know it is. I know ice, it is, but we are being deceived because we're told... I, I think there's an ice wall that's beyond the North Pole. That's the upper... I mean, it's got to go in a circle, right? I mean, it's got to be a circle because we know a clock is a circle, a compass is a circle. I mean, even the flat Earth map is a circle, right? I mean, so we, we know it, there's a circle involved somewhere, right? Yeah, but so, the thing is, we're to believe Antarctica is south, South Pole. So basically what happens is, what they did is, in 1959, they sealed off Antarctica with the Antarctic Treaty. Nobody's allowed to go there. You can't fly over right, it. Right, but though I think we physically it goes can't. a lot further than what we think, man, right? No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to explain why, they, why the globe head argument doesn't work about about going over the edge because oh, they, exactly. they, then, they can't circumnavigate then, north and south. They've never done it, okay? They've claimed to do it like three no, times. And if you look at the people's routes, no they go down, they touch the pole, and they come back. Or they touch what they say is the pole. They go down, touch it, and come back. They don't go around and come back up the other side. And they can't. You no. can't do that on a flat earth, and that's why they don't do it. But you can go east and west and come back to your spot. But they have disguised. I don't, I don't think anybody's flown around the world from north. North to south at all, man. They've flown. No, the course, of course, of course, they haven't. But listen, listen. What they did is, you won't. If they stop you and turn you around, you wouldn't even think nothing of it because you know that the South Antarctica is a no-fly zone. Now, if you go by your GPS, which is rigged by the DOD, or if you go by your compass, which is always pointing true north, and you go anywhere on the outer edge, what's your compass going to say? It's going to say dead south because it's going to be opposite of north. You're going to think you're at the South Pole. You're also going to see ice, and you know the South Pole. You're not allowed to go 
there and it's a no-fly zone. So when they turn you around, you're not going to think, oh, what is this ice wall? Why are they turning me around? This is suspicious. Same thing when you try to go to the north. You could follow that compass all the way to the North Pole. even if, And then when you get to the North Pole, you're going to think it's the North Pole like on a globe up top. And guess what? You're going to get turned around. You're not going to be able to fly over it. And it, there's a no-fly zone, but you're going to think that's normal because that's what the restrictions are at the North Pole. But it's really the center. They they have everybody trapped doing circles. Well, dude, some, somewhere is the point of no return, man. And that's what I was trying to send you that record about last night, man. But anyway, um, I believe that Kansas was a flat earth band, man, that they got that picture on the cover right there of the ship going yeah, over the yeah. edge. Did you yep. look at it? Yeah, I've seen that before, actually. I yeah, actually listened well, to a I, couple of songs from that, yeah. You know, when they say, you know, he's singing about it, man, in the, in the song Point of No Return, he's singing yeah. about the flat earth, I mean... Yeah. All right, well, what, I wanna, what I'm going to do here now, Phil, I want to... Uh... I'm going to save a little more Flat Earth stuff for next week, and uh, I want to get into the Good. the Mandela. And I know you're, Let's go. you're ready to talk about that, so I'm going to briefly explain people what the Mandela Effect is and what it isn't, okay? Um, yeah. Well, what do you think is causing it, man? Do you think I don't, it's I don't know. I don't know yet. We'll, we'll get into that after we give some examples so people don't think we're just going out on a limb, because that I can't prove. Yeah. I can prove it's happening. You know what I mean? I can't prove it. All every every cause is a theory, man. You know, but yeah, yeah. I'm 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 thinking CERN or a quantum computer, something like that, man. Something we don't understand. That's for sure. You know. Yeah. So if we if we if we understood it, we could just say, oh well, Mandela effect is this, and this is why this is happening, and that's that, and that's it, and blah blah. But that's still a big fucking mystery, man, you know? Yep. All right, so a couple of years ago, guys, I started looking into the Mandela Effect, probably about the same time as Flat Earth, almost about three years ago, I started looking into it. And it was just a few subtle things at first. And what it is is, okay, a lot of people remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison a couple times. Some people remember him getting out and dying. Some people remember him getting out and living. So they, they named this thing called the Mandela Effect. And what the mainstream will have you believe is it's false memories. People with bad memories. But the thing is, guys, it's not bad memories because everybody is remembering the same thing. Now, for an example, I will give you C-3PO, for example. Everybody knows C-3PO was all gold. I mean, it's not even a quite... What color is C-3PO? He's gold. R2-D2 is white and blue. C-3PO is gold, right? Well, now... C-3PO has a silver leg. And when I say now, I don't mean now like they release a new Star Wars and he has a silver leg. I don't even mean they re-release an old Star Wars and change it and he has a silver leg. I mean back through history, he has never been all gold allegedly and he's always had a silver leg. Now that that's complete bullshit to me. Now that's not misremembering. Um, another perfect example, and it's not even my top point, but uh, lyrics to songs will change. Okay, and not only people will get it wrong, but say there's a thousand people in the comments on a Mandela video, 
900 people will all remember the same exact lyrics, even though they're supposedly the wrong lyrics, and we're all misremembering. But we're misremembering the same exact things. Here's a perfect example I think everybody in the audience tonight will know, and anybody listens after. Queen. The song, We Are the Champions by Queen. We are the champions. Na, 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 na. At the end of the song, what they say? They say, we are the champions of the, of world. the world. And now it doesn't say of the world and allegedly never has. And are you going to tell me that not only do we misquote a song, but we also all misquote the same part of the song and we all insert lyrics that weren't there and we insert the exact same words and we're all crazy and we all just misremember. Get the fuck out of here. That's No, the song's changed. But the thing is, if you go back and you, you listen to the radio album, uh, radio edit or the album version from you know, 30, 40 years ago, They've all changed. And when I say changed, I don't mean you go to the record store and buy a 1970s record. I mean, if you have it in your house, it's changed. Um, Scarecrow is a perfect example. Right, Phil? Remember the Scarecrow, Wizard of Oz? Yeah, man. Yeah, everybody's seen the Wizard of Oz. Every kid has seen it, you know, however many times. Tons of times, right? Now the the, the Scarecrow... He's packing heat. He's carrying a pistol through the whole movie. Okay, That did not happen in Wizard of Oz before. Now, I went over to my buddy's house. I tried to tell him about the Mandela effect, and he, he wasn't grasping what most people don't. He's like, oh, so they changed it? I'm like, no, they didn't change the movie and re-release it. I'm like, do you have the movie? Because he had a lot of movies. He actually had it. I said, let's put it in. He said, what are you talking about? I said, I guarantee you he has a gun now. He's like, you don't have a gun. I, I've watched this movie a bunch of times. I'm like, put it in. We put it in. He's carrying a gun. Carrying a gun. Carrying a gun. Um, I'm going to go on, on the Black Tom attack because that's the biggest one for me. Uh, the Black Tom attack. Now, anybody that's listening to this show has probably heard some of my work on 9-11. Um, not going to toot my own horn, but anybody knows that if I know anything, it's my 9-11 stuff. And when watching 9-11 and all the millions of documentaries and all the YouTube videos and all the stuff you read. And how many times did we hear 9-11's just the second attack by foreigners on U.S. soil? Pearl Harbor was the first. I heard it a million times. Now, apparently it's the third. Because there was apparently a terrorist attack. In 1916, called the Black Tom Attack, I've asked everybody. Nobody remembers this except people that will Wikipedia or Google it in the last few months and lie to you and tell you, oh, here it is. This is what it's about. No, no, no. You don't remember it. You were never taught this. Yeah, it's in Google and Wikipedia now because it's changed. But supposedly there were two German spies in 1916 that went into New York City. They set off an explosion so big it was 5.5 on the Richter scale. It was felt in Philadelphia and it damaged the Statue of Liberty so bad nobody has ever been to the torch and isn't that weird because many families have vivid memories of touring the statue and being to the torch and nobody remembers a terrorist attack uh of any magnitude never mind that magnitude in new york city also so all the years study of 9-11 the first terrorist attack on new york city was never mentioned never and it, it and it was felt in philadelphia i mean come on man come on uh, Phil, what's your what's your favorite Mandela? When I say favorite, I mean the one that really you know one hundred percent. It's bullshit. Man, JFK, bro, the four people. Oh six, man, it's yeah. It's I love four, that it's one. It's four. It's it's four people in the car, 
And I, I even it. went the other night and I was trying to find some residue. Man, you can't even hardly find any residue. They've gotten rid of it. I got it. I got some. There, There's a little bit, but I'm saying that the museum, you know, shows the four-seater, the real museum. Yep. And the other the museum. museum has a six-seater. I'm like, oh, well, which one's real, you know? Yeah, I got the, the uh, also man. got Jackie, the life. Jackie, Jackie was the only woman in the car. The governor was in the front seat. The driver guy, I don't know who the hell he was, but there was only four of them in the car, man. Yeah, there was only four. And this is out of all the Mandelas. See, with the Mandelas, uh, people that look into it, normally what will happen is they get in the comment section on a Mandela video, and, and like 90% of them will all remember how it used to be, and they'll all disagree with the way it is now. But with the JFK, that one's really split. But I will tell you, the JFK, it's not the first one I saw, but it's very close to it. But when I saw the JFK one, it's not my strongest one, but it's my second. Because when I saw that, I just knew it was wrong. I just knew it. And I was never a big researcher into JFK or anything. And there's a lot of people out here who will try and discount Mandela. Say, oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. It was definitely sick. Definitely sick. Then why do we have evidence That's for? I'm not saying that wrong, but why do we have evidence of four? The cover of Life magazine has a four-seater JFK. How exactly. about the, se the Secret Service did a reenactment in Dallas where they paraded the whole streets, put all the cars in there, and redid the whole scene, and they use a four-seater. Are you telling me they logistically use the wrong size car? I could see using a different model or something, maybe, but they're going to use a four-seater instead of a six if it was really a four? And then the, the actual footage has changed for me, too. It didn't look the way it does Oh, now. big time Jackie. The actions that Jackie makes, it looks like Jackie, and I know there were always rumors before, oh, Jackie killed Kennedy. I'm not saying she did or she oh, did. Oh, that is so much bullshit. But, that you can yeah, tell yeah, yeah. that's a fake. You can tell now, that's fake. Now they when she does it, now, now she's yep. like, she looks like she's blowing his brains out from the left side of his head, and then she scurries out the trunk. The driver, in the old version of the Sapruta film or whatever, he would turn around with his right hand, look towards the president, and a lot of people speculated, oh, he shot him from the front seat. That doesn't even happen now. He doesn't even turn around like that, and the cops on the exactly. motorcade and the motorcycles are in different positions. Exactly. It's all changed, man. Everything, it's all changed. Dude. Yeah, All but changed. that the JFK thing is probably my number one yeah. Mandela yeah. effect, and and I'm not even a big movie head, but the no. Star Wars Luke, Luke, I am your father. I know that's what James Earl Jones said. He said that's what he said in the interview. I know yeah. that's different. Um, the ending of Star Wars is different too. They changed the ending. Yes, and the the yes. ending of oh first God. Star Wars it it used to be Han Chewie. And Luke would go up to Princess Leia. She kissed Han on the cheek, gave him a medal. Kissed Luke on the cheek, gave him a medal. Chewie approaches. He bends down because he's so tall. She takes a medal, puts it around his neck, and then he lets off a Chewbacca roar, and then the movie goes to credits. And now, right. that doesn't happen. Now Chewbacca doesn't even get a fucking medal. And people are going to tell oh, me I'm no wrong. Way. I've seen it hundreds of times. Yeah, he doesn't get a medal anymore, dude. They changed it. No way, man! There's Another, just so many. Like, yep. right in that movie, that right in that movie, that's three. Then, dude, the C three PO's leg. Yep. Darth Vader's line to Luke, and the ending. That's three in one movie. One movie. Yep. And then, and then, and then the E T home phone. That yeah, that's crazy. Even fucking makes sense. 
No, it was always ET. It was always it was always ET phone home. We used to say it as a kid all the time. I had a little finger that lit up. ET phone home. Yeah, oh, it's just like Field of Dreams. Just like Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. Now that doesn't say that. Now if you build it, he will come. Uh, Snow White is a big one for me. I know that sounds kind of gay. That was another big one too. The mirror, mirror, magic mirror. What? Yeah. Everybody knows it's mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Now it's magic yeah, wasn't, mirror. Dude, wasn't there a rock song too that used part of that line, mirror, mirror on the wall? I, I don't know, but they actually did a, a – there was actually a movie made, an animated movie that was about the witch from Snow White. The name of the fucking movie is Mirror, Mirror, okay? Well, <laughs> and I, there you go. I found – I found residue too. My buddy had a glass at his house. It was like a commemorative uh, glass from like Burger King or you know somewhere like that, and it right. had the verse. It had the verse on the back. It said Mara Mara. And I actually had a picture of it. I uploaded it to the group a while ago. You might not have seen it. It's in my phone. That's kind of broken, but I got to try and extract the pictures out of there. But I do have a picture of that too. Mara Mara all day. But then the uh, the really big one for me and a lot of people that are listening. Get, can relate to this, I'm sure, because it's 9-11. They actually changed. Now, as contrived as 9-11 was, and I believe the whole thing was a hoax and everything's fabricated, but they changed the numbers uh, drastically and changed the story of what happened. Um, on 9-11, this is all allegedly, okay, as the story goes, official story, Flight, 170, uh, flight 93 slams into the Pentagon, but it slams into a part of the Pentagon that was reinforced for that very reason. It was under renovations, so nobody died in the building. And there were 2,800 and about 60-something alleged deaths on 9-11. Now the number is 2,996, just four shy of 3,000. 3,000 was always a high estimate. It wasn't almost exact. It was 28 and change, okay? Now it's 2,996, and the reason it jumped 140... Oh, because those people were in the Pentagon and they died. Oh, okay. They literally changed it. They add. They took the zero death tally from the Pentagon and they upped it to one hundred and. I was about to say nobody died at the Pentagon. I know anybody that's researched it knows that, but it's changed now. Now they say one hundred and one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty people died there, and they they jacked the death toll up to reflect that. Man, that's crazy. One of my dad's general buddies was there, man, and he told me nobody died at the Pentagon. Yeah, no, nobody died. Nobody. Nobody. How about, I know another one, you know, the Ford logo. How about that one? You want to talk about that? I was about to say, I was about to say the best residue I've seen was on Jay Leno, man, when he opened the hood of one of his old Ford cars, and right on the valve cover there, there's no pigtail on the F, man. And I was like, there you go, man. I knew I knew it. I'd... Oh, I really? I knew it in my gut, but I couldn't hardly find any proof because, like, every Ford logo I can find is all changed, Every one, man. man. I, can't fi- I can't find any of them besides ones that people Photoshopped so they could show you the difference, but they're not authentic. You know what I mean? They Photoshopped it right. the old way so you could see. And there's a lot of that going around. And the old way looks certainly normal to me. The new way with the little curly thing on it. And they've done this with a lot of... Now, get to pro, I can name a few. They've done it with the Xbox logo. They put this curly thing on it. Uh, they've changed the name of like every product. Uh, Depends, adult diapers, is now Depend. Uh, the actress Sally Field never existed. Now she's Sally Field. Um, man, yeah, it goes and on and on. Jeff, 
Jif, Peanut Butter, Captain Crunch, all those things. Oh, those all changed. Captain Crunch never existed. Smokey the Bear never existed. Just so you guys know before you think I'm crazy. Just remember, you all motherfuckers all know who Smokey the Bear is. Every one of you knows who Smokey the Bear is. He's the guy against forest fires. Smokey the Bear. Now, it's Smokey Bear. And when I say now, I don't mean they drop the the. You can go back. You can even go to Smokey Bear which I did, and they do all his commercials, posters, radio ads, everything he's done since the 1940s, and every single piece of material says Smokey Bear now. Smokey Bear. They even changed uh, all about Cup of Noodles. Never existed. Now it's Cup Noodles. Cup Noodles. Yeah, can I get one of those Cup Noodles? What? It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, man. There's so many that are dumb that's just so obvious, you know. Oh, there's so many. And when you want to look at residue, like we all know that for predictive programming, we look at shows like The Simpsons, stuff like that, where there's absolutely a ton of it. They obviously know something over there. Well, so they have this theory, not The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's this theory out there that we're all misremembering stuff. But we're remembering the same, right? I mean, that's just absurd. Well, how do, how does it the Simpsons, who have all these resources and stuff, they remember exactly the same as us. Now, when I say that, I mean when they do parodies, because they'll do a Star Wars parody, or they'll do a Wizard of Oz parody. They've done both of them. They've done Star Wars, Wizard of Oz. I think they did Snow White. Every time they've done one of these, they've done it the exact way we remember it. C-3PO wall yeah. gold, fucking... All, all, all of it. It's all the way we remember and not the way history says it is. So they're crazy. We're crazy. I'm crazy. You're crazy. And we all have the exact same bad memories, misquoting things, mislabeling them, but making them all the exact same. Oh, that makes sense. Hey, Get the fuck out of here. It reminds me of this cool old song, Mama, We're All Crazy Now. Insane. Insane. Well, Phil, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take one more one more break, one more song, and then we'll come back and wrap it up because I gotta get off soon, okay? Good deal. All right, guys, you're listening to Dose of Reality Radio. I'm Brian Stavely. Uh, right now, we got Philip Dykes on the, on the line, and we will be back with the last segment of our show in four minutes. Good, good segment, man. Good segment, bro. You still there? The reality that's presented to you. You watch the news and perceive it. Yo, Brian, still there? You. you even repeat. Taking the commercial, buddy. Back in four minutes. You just can't hear the music. Okay, everybody. Welcome back to Dose of Reality Radio. I'm your host, Brian Stavely. And we're back for the last segment of the show. We've been going about four hours now. Uh, I was wrapping up with Mandela Effect and. We did a little Flat Earth, a little NASA, a little 9-11, a little Mandela. Um, just going forward so everybody knows, um, Flat Earth is really my main thing that I focus on, so there will be a lot of shows on it. Uh, for those of you interested in 9-11, Sandy Hook, these other events, check my website. I have done tons of shows on them, maybe like 100 9-11 shows. Uh, interview just about everybody, broke down the entire, the entire hoax of the day. Same thing with Sandy Hook. The moon landing, got a lot of work up there on it, but now I am working on the Flat Earth and Mandela in my spare time, so that is what I like to talk about. Um, 
I think, guys, and I know it sucks because we just took a break. I think we're going to close it out right about here. Sorry, Phil. I'll, uh, I did get you in twice, though. Um, kind of just out of stuff to talk about, and I'm ready to crash for bed. So everybody that's been listening, I'm sorry about the issues with the stream. I understand some of you guys couldn't log in. I had to try different uh, media players that would try and work with each browser. It seemed like I had the best combination. I can't put a separate one for each, so it kind of sucks. Uh, some of you guys couldn't get in. I'll try and get that worked out for the next show. Like I said earlier, it's been about two years since I've done a show, and while I used to do them all the time, forgetting all the ins and outs of all the technical stuff you got to run on the computer, all the software, it's, it's a little hard when you didn't take any notes and you try to remember it off the top of your head. Uh, starting a new job this week, can't guarantee the work schedule, but I think we will be back Tuesday at the same time. Uh, that should be a time that I can do it every week. So look forward to Tuesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Um, you can catch my work or James and some of Justin's work up at therealnewsonline.com. That's www.therealnewsonline.com. If you're listening to this on a podcast to get it live when we come on on Tuesday night, you just go to the website. Real News Online, and go to the Dose of Reality radio page, and the link's right there. We'll stream the show for you uh, on your computer, on your phone, a device. The other good thing about it is I was able to jack the volume up pretty loud, so it's much better than listening to like a YouTube video. You can also lock your phone, uh, so you can have it in your pocket and still listen to it, and you can also explore other apps while you're listening to the radio show so you can be on facebook and twitter or whatever it else whatever else it is that you uh like to do in your spare time uh, hopefully next week i'll have the phone number up too so you guys can just call in on the phone uh anybody that has skype that plans on calling in next week easy to remember add me on skype the real news online same as the website same as my facebook group if you want to join my facebook group it's the real news Okay, full name like the website, realnewsonline.com, where we talk about all these things all the time. I'm on there every day. We got a lot of good free thinkers in the group. We'd like to have you. Uh, working on updating the site. Got a lot of new images up. Uh, got the new stream up. Got a new chat up. Uh, the radio archive has been there for years. It's always there. This show will be in there by the morning, and it will be posted on all the social networks and everything. In the meantime, if you want to hear any shows, go to our radio archive page. On therealnewsonline.com, and you can scroll through the shows by date, and they're all labeled by guest and content, so you know exactly what you're getting into before you click it. And I suggest checking out any one of them, uh, especially our 9/11 shows. Or if you're interested in this flat Earth stuff, you think it's a little wacky, but you have an open mind. Well, you got to get past the Apollo moon landings first. If you can't see that those are fake, you're never you're never going to get this. And those are blatantly fake. You guys just need to look at it. Okay, you just need to look at it. I have uh, in my blog section, if you go to our blogs, on the right-hand side, there's categories. Just click Moon Hoax. Bring you to my Moon Hoax blog, which is more like a radio show with content embedded for you to look through the evidence, videos, pitches, and stuff we discuss on the radio show. Me and Justin, and I think James was there for that too. Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's the three of us. Um, yeah, just go through that. And I put the documentaries on there too that you would probably want to see that I think you need to see once you're done with all that uh, there's there's no way you're going to believe in Apollo and then you just get remember they lied about the moon 
So who's to say they don't lie about satellites and ISS? And that's not just, oh, who's to say they don't? When you start to look into those things with an open mind, you see that they're blatantly fake, man. Blatantly. Blatantly. Especially the ISS. I mean, that's just awful. Nobody, nobody's going to believe that shit anymore. Okay? And then it just gets deeper and deeper from there. And You know, the flat earth stuff sounds crazy. I would have thought that was wacky. I'd never be looking into it. But I'm, I don't appreciate not... Uh, I don't appreciate being alienated from friends and family and people thinking I'm an idiot and this and that. But you know what? It's the truth. I wouldn't be saying it if it wasn't. I wouldn't want that treatment. But it's the truth. I don't have a filter. Okay? Um, anybody out there that thinks, you know, oh, he's an idiot, the globe, blah, blah, blah. I, we can debate on air. I'm not scared of any questions. But if I'm going to answer your questions, just make sure you answer mine and we can keep it cordial. All right? Don't come on here. Don't start cussing me. Blah, blah, blah. Call me an idiot because I will just hang up on you. But if you want to come on and debate and you can make points, you can stump me, whatever you think you can do, you guys are welcome to call in next week. Anytime. Anytime. We're up for the debate. Just make sure you bring your A-game because you come on here cussing and calling people idiots. You're not going to do the... Uh, the globe theory any good you're just gonna make it look worse and worse and why are you people so defending of it like they lied to you get over it they lied to you about everything so why can't you let go of the the spinning blue marble okay again my my airplane point you know how do airplanes land on runways when they're going north south if the earth is spinning a thousand miles an hour sideways at them every plane trying to touch down would friggin skip off the runway and crash I mean, it'd be an absolute disaster. They just wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't do it, okay? Uh, with that, guys, I am going to sign off. Thank you guys for joining in. Again, sorry about anybody that... Uh, whew, sorry about anybody that couldn't get into the uh, into the stream. I'm going to try and work, for, work on that for next week. I'll see if I can get us a couple other extra options to get it going or maybe even stream it on YouTube at the same time if I can get that going. Just so we have more options. Alright everybody. Uh, thank you. Have a good night. And I'm going to leave you with this ODD clip. Which is ODD reading comments off his videos for Flat Earth. And this is how people attack Flat Earthers. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. It's way worse than the no plane thing on 9-11 actually. Just listen to the shit people say to this guy. Everybody have a good night. Remember realnewsonline.com. Archive will be up in the morning. Check your Facebook. If it's not there. Check the radio archive on the site. Have a good night, everybody. Here in the West, we're living in the best bonanza. If anyone fights any one of us, he's going to fight with me. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is ODD. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.